what up everybody we are back with a podcast today and today we're going to be talking about the utah jazz i'm gonna make a couple predictions of how i think this postseason will play out in the bubble um where i think the jazz will finish how far i think they can make it what their ceiling is um their matchup against the nuggets the potential matchup against the clippers or the mavericks and then the potential matchup against the Lakers or the Rockets if they make it that far. So here we go. So first, let's talk about the Jazz, what they've been doing. Um, In the bubble, they've played okay. Um, They rested their starters three times, I think, three or four times. Um, They only played eight games. Um, So their starters did not get to play probably as much as they anticipated them to be playing. But that's okay. Uh, The G League players got a lot of playing time. um, So they should be fresh and ready to go. Um, All the backup and bench players all got a lot of minutes. And they all got to get into the flow of their games like Clarkson, Niang. Um, I know he was struggling at the beginning of the bubble, but... He's gotten to a groove more recently, and he's been able to knock down his shots and his threes, most importantly. Um, So that's good for him. Uh, Tony Bradley's been playing good. Um, He benefited from that time off in the or that time in the bubble as well, Um, especially when Gobert would sit out or play limited minutes. Then uh, Tony Bradley would get those starter minutes against the other team's uh, starting center, and I think that was really beneficial for him to uh, just continue to get better and just get the feel for a real NBA game and how it feels out there and just the the level of competitiveness and just physicality that they do play with in an actual game out there. So I think that's good for him. I think that's just going to allow him to benefit as well. Um, Yeah, the Jazz, it looks like they they wanted to lose so that they could match up with the Nuggets in that sixth spot. Um, It's it's not a bad move. I, I like it more than going against the Rockets. Um, but I don't like the idea of throwing the games to to fall down a seed to uh, alter the the standings and the matchups to play the Nuggets. I don't think that's uh, very cool. I do not think that's something that the players appreciate and the players respect. Um, in my perspective, I think it's always a good idea just to go out there and try to win no matter who you're playing, no matter what the circumstances may be. Um, you just have to have to have confidence in your team and what you're doing and where you're going. I think if the Jazz are um, trying to avoid the Rockets, then that just kind of shows that new guys like Conley and Clarkson and even guys like Bogdanovich or Ed Davis or uh, Ray John Tucker or Jarrell Brantley, all those guys like that, um, it just shows them that they're scared. They don't have uh, confidence that they can match up well against the Rockets or that they could beat them. Um, the Jazz haven't played the Rockets uh, great in the past. I mean, we've we've been okay with them. I mean, in the last two playoffs, we've got killed. Basically, we got swept both times, I think. We might have won once at the most. Um, but for the most part, they, they killed us. Last two times, we played the Rockets in the playoffs. Um, but to me, that's just a sign that you have to switch something up. Um, There's a way that you can beat them. It's just about how you come at them and what system that you establish to go against the Rockets and um, what your plan is to beat them when you're going into the game. I think Quinn doesn't usually integrate Gobert into that 
uh, main factor into beating the Rockets, which is why I think one of the reasons why we do lose to the Rockets when we play them. Um, you got to integrate Gobert more into the offense. You got to throw him more oops. You got to let him set more screens, go on more rolls, um, let him post some people up, especially if he has Russell Westbrook on him. Then that's something I would just try to exploit the whole time is um, stick Gobert on him and just try to post him up and see what he can do down there and try to make him as effective as possible. Um, I think the last thing I'd be trying to do is run from the Rockets and obviously bench my players so that I don't have to play them. Uh, I mean, that's not a very good look. I don't think the Jazz should be scared of the Rockets. I think it's a completely different situation, especially this year. Um, So I wouldn't have been scared of them. I would have took them on full-headed, especially without them having a center this year. Uh, I mean, there's pros and cons of that, but I think ultimately you could expose them in enough ways to uh, pull out the victory in that series and then just get over that hump of basically not being able to beat the Rockets um, that we've been dealing with for the last three years now. So that's something that I think it's important, especially for someone like Mitchell. He's just coming into the league and he's played the Rockets two times now. Um, I don't think you're going to try, you want to try to run from them. You're showing Mitchell that you're scared. You're showing him that you don't have uh, faith. You're showing him that you don't trust in him to be able to beat the Rockets and like I said, I, I think the Jazz could take the Rockets if we did play them in a series again, uh, especially with Conley and Clarkson on our team now. Uh, that makes that makes things completely different because we don't have uh, Rubio, we don't have Exum, we don't have Crowder, we don't have Favors, we don't have those guys clogging up the middle of the lane and uh, you know not spreading out the floor, which was one of the reasons why we couldn't beat the Rockets in the first place is the lack of floor space that we had out there. Um, and they just shoot threes the whole game, which just allows them to get more points, and which is why we lost to them in the past. But enough with the Rockets for now. Um, we're going to go into the Jazz versus the Nuggets real quick. Um, I think this is going to be a really good series. I do love the matchup of the Jazz versus the Nuggets. I think that is probably the best outcome you could have got. Um, the Jazz versus the Thunder probably would have been good, but Jazz versus Nuggets is it's a very good matchup. I'm happy with that. I think the Jazz have a great chance at winning this series. Um, Jokic is a good player. Jamal's a good player. Will Barton's a good player, but I don't know if he's playing in this series or not. But Michael Porter Jr. is a good player. Um, Jeremy Grant's a good player. Monte Monte Morris is a good player. Uh, Gary Harris is good. I don't know if he's playing either, but Nuggets are just all around. They got good guys. They got good shooters. They got good defenders. They got a lot of big guys. They got Bull Bull that just barely came up. Um, They got Mason Plumlee. They got Jokic back there, and they got Millsap, and they have a lot of talent on that team. They got a lot of depth. Um, They have a a good coach. Mike Malone is a good coach. Uh, They have a lot of veterans. Uh, not a lot, but they have a couple veterans on that team that can help them, that can guide them. Uh, they're the, they're a good team overall. I think any two teams in the whole NBA that are similar, it's the Jazz and it's the Nuggets. Um, I think now that the Nuggets have Michael Porter Jr. kind of making a blow up, it makes it a little more uneven for the Jazz um, just because they don't have a young uh, star like that. Um, that's a small forward, power forward. I mean, they got Mitchell and Gobert, but they don't have a – a small forward shooter like Michael Porter Jr., like the Nuggets have. Um, so that's one thing the Jazz are mat- are lacking in this matchup. 
against the Nuggets. If they had Bogdanovich, I feel like he would match up perfectly and he would be able to produce and um, basically replicate what Michael Porter Jr. is doing on the offensive end. Um, But for now, it's going to have to be Joe Ingles, um, which is fine. I think Joe Ingles can do a great job locking down Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter is a rookie. He's young. He's just coming into the NBA. This is his first playoffs. Um, He's a starter now. He's getting big minutes. And with all that comes a lot of Joe Ingles in your face talking a lot of shit. And so we'll see how he deals with that. It could throw him off his game. It could make him play better. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think Michael Porter Jr. is ultimately going to struggle. He's got Gobert. He's got Ingles. Um, You know, those guys are going to be on him. They're going to try to suffocate him. You know, uh, Quinn is going to be drawing up plans to get the ball out of Michael Porter Jr.'s hands when he can. And uh, I think it's going to be a tough series for Michael Porter, um, but I think it's going to be a big learning experience for him as well. Um, I, he might play pretty good, 20 points a game, whatever, but I think that Ingles will ultimately get the best of him. I think Ingles will get in his head a little bit more than uh, Michael Porter intends for him to. And uh, I think Ingles is just hes just too good at this point. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while. He's been in the playoffs for a while. He's gone against stars. He's guarded stars in the playoffs. He's... Ingles has been there. Ingles has done that. So I think he's going to do it again this year. I think he's going to talk a lot of trash to Michael Porter. I think he's going to piss him off a lot. I think it's going to throw Michael Porter off his game. And I think Ingles is going to be a a huge factor in the Jazz offense and being a point guard and help lead that team and help uh, just contribute to that second unit and uh, just be able to dish the ball and get eight assists, ten assists a game, whatever he gets. Um, We're going to need that for him from him big time um it's really important that Ingles has a big series because that's where the distinguishing factor for me is in this series is Ingles or Porter I think that's where it will ultimately come down to who wins this series I think Mitchell and Murray will ultimately um even each other out for the most part and then I think Gobert and Jokic will also uh even each other out for the most part um in terms of production and uh, just the contributions that they add to their team for a winning victory in a game. Uh, so I think those will even each other out. And I think it just comes down to Ingles or Porter and just what the rest of those bench units can do. And whether it's Clarkson or Royce and uh, Georges Niang, um, Tony Bradley, or is it going to be Jeremy Grant? Is it going to be Monte Morris? And, uh, you know, is it going to be Mason Plumley? I think that's where it's going to come down to is these bench units and these uh, sixth role players, third, fourth, fifth, fifth options on the team. Um, we know what Mur- uh, Murray can give you. We know what Mitchell can give you. We know what Jokic can give you. We know what Gobert can give you. Um, it's just about them playing to that level and then also just getting that contribu- contributions from those uh, bench players on both those teams. And uh, whoever does a better job at that, I think ultimately wins the series. Um, in my thought, I think it's going to be the Jazz. I think Clarkson is going to prevail. I think Royce O'Neal is going to help the Jazz prevail. I think uh, Manuel Moutier is going to step up. I think Tony Bradley is going to step up. And I think one of the rookies, um, whether it's Jarrell Brantley or Mieoni or Rajon Tucker or Juwan Morgan, whoever it is, I feel like one of them is going to step up and they're going to start adding some key minutes to uh, our team in our these playoffs and 
just everything we're doing. I think they're going to be a major factor in helping us achieving a goal of winning a first-round series again this year. Um, yeah, so ultimately I think I'm picking the Jazz to win this series. I can see why people want to pick the Nuggets um, because the Jazz do not have Bogdanovich. They don't have uh, Conley for the first couple games. But I think it'll be okay. I think the Jazz will prevail. I think Mitchell and Gobert are the two best players in this series. Um, you could argue with Jokic on that, but I think Gobert's defensive abilities will ultimately shut down Jokic and limit Jokic to a point to where he's not the best player in this series or the top two best players in this series. I think Gobert will um, play better, and then he'll be considered the better player in this series by the end of the series. Um, so those are just a couple of my predictions for that series. I think the Jazz will win in seven games. Uh, I think they're going to win in six, but we'll say seven just to give me one game of uh, some uh, lenience. But, yeah, I think I think the Jazz are just there a little bit more experience. This is the third time. This is actually the fourth time that Mitchell's been in the playoffs in his career. Um or is this the third time? I think this might be the third time for Mitchell. Um, but still, he's got some experience. And coming out in that game one, and Mitchell just goes and drops 57 points just like that. Like, it's nothing. It's That's just ridiculous. Mitchell is breaking all kinds of records for the Jazz. He's, he's going back in history and doing things that haven't been done since Michael Jordan or LeBron James, Kevin Durant. All these legendary names. You're seeing Donovan Mitchell's name up there with them all. So... I mean, I'm just super impressed with Mitchell to this point of his career. And I think he's just going to do great things for us this year in the playoffs. I think he's going to turn it up. And when Mitchell decides that he wants to take over, then I don't think there's anybody that can stop him and anybody that can guard him, anybody that can stay in front of him. I think he's on the same level as somebody like Kyrie Irving, somebody like James Harden maybe that can just create a shot and get open and get an open basket whenever they need one and just get two or three points um, and that time that they need it. And also, Miss Mitchell has been really, really clutch this year. He's been playing really well um, under a minute left to go in the fourth quarters of games. He's He doesn't miss. He's he hitting threes, going into overtimes, man. He's freaking killing it. Super impressed with Mitchell. He's It looks like he's taking a step up this year, which is crazy to imagine how much better he has gotten. Um because in the last two years, it didn't look like he could even get much better considering how good he already was. So super impressed with Mitchell. Um, it was a great game from him yesterday. It's super disappointing that the Jazz weren't able to win that game. Um, Mitchell kind of disappeared in overtime. Didn't do as much as he probably could have. Um, but that's okay. He can't do everything the whole game. I mean, he already had 57 points up to that point in the game so it's fine a loss is a loss uh we take it whatever next game we'll move on to it i got faith in the jazz i think they'll be able to take the next one um i think once conley returns hopefully he can get back into his groove and just pick up right where he left off and there's no um I don't know, breaking in that needs to be done with him once he gets back. I don't think there should be because he hasn't been gone for too long. It's been, I think he'll probably be around a total of five, six days once he makes it back um, and has to complete the quarantine. So um, maybe he'll be able to step up and 
help us get over this series and help us beat the Nuggets, but we'll see, man. Conley's been questionable all year. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know how he's going to play. You don't know who, which kind of Conley is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that's that's not confident that at all, has no confidence in his shots, passing up open threes and, you know, making the wrong pass and just, just making lazy passes and, you know, everything like that? Or is it going to be the Conley that's confident and that's out there taking shots, that's a leader, that's helping Mitchell contribute to beat this team and to get us into the next round, which is the reason why we got Conley in the first place. So this is why we got him. Right now, it's his time to prove it. Um, the Nuggets have, haven't made any superstar acquisitions like that or even close. Um, so I think it's ultimately it's Conley's time to prove what he's about. Um, if Conley doesn't prove something in these playoffs right now, then I think it's a big question on potentially moving him this offseason um, because I don't see him improving and getting any better going into next year. Um, I see his production and his just going down um he's only getting older i know he'll fit into the system and understand it probably a little bit better but when you gave him the whole year to figure it out and we haven't seen much at all from conley um so he's definitely on a thin line right now these playoffs are going to determine a lot for conley i mean you can only give somebody so many chances and fans are just getting sick and tired of it uh, you know, if he doesn't want to be here, then he needs to go. Um, if he's not going to contribute, I mean, we gave him his chances. It's it's nothing against Conley personally, but we're it's just the team, and they're just there to win. That's what we're trying to do is just win. It's either win or build the future. And Conley's not – if he's not helping us win, then he's not helping us build the future because he's old. Um, it doesn't know – it doesn't seem like he has much to teach Mitchell – um, and all the leadership quality stuff like that. I don't know how much Mitchell's picking up off of him. I've always said since the beginning that I would have rather had Chris Paul on the Jazz instead of Conley, um, but that's just my own opinion. Um, I think the Jazz probably feel the same way right now, but is that a move that you would look at doing is getting an older Chris Paul and bringing him in for the leadership qualities and the, the basketball and then the character qualities that Chris Paul brings with him? Because he brings a lot with him. He does. He's a hard player. He's a hard worker. He's a great teammate. He's a, he's a great leader. There's so many good things you could say about Chris Paul. And then there's Conley, who's kind of reserved. Um, they say he's been a great teammate throughout his career. Um, it's that. I think it's that, yeah. But it might just be that he's just a nice guy. Maybe he's not the type of guy to be a leader and to uh, have that killer instinct. Uh, Mitchell has that killer instinct, and Mitchell needs to be around somebody that has that killer instinct as well. Um, like in this series against the Nuggets, when you're watching the games, Mitchell is the only one out there that's uh, capable of just completely taking over and just smashing anybody that gets in front of him dropping 40 50 points however much he chooses Mitchell can do that on any given night he's done it before he keeps doing it he just dropped 57 points yesterday just because he wanted to um, he probably could have gone for 60 um, we could have got that W if Mitchell went more hard but he he went he fell off and got reserved but it's okay that's all right but we need another killer like that in our lineup Conley's not a He's not a killer. He's not taking over games like that. He doesn't have that instinct. He's a nice little piece to put to the side, but he's not a piece that you're you're giving $32 million every year to. Um, that's just ridiculous. 
if he's making that much, then he needs to be the one out there scoring 57 points. He needs to be the one keeping us in these games. He needs to be the one that, you know, is making us win, is being a leader, is, you know, de- developing that relationship with our rookies and teaching them and teaching all the young players and everything like that. And it doesn't seem like it's like that. It doesn't seem like Conley's becoming that much of a role model, that great of a teammate. It doesn't seem like he's, you know, hanging out with Mitchell and showing him things off the court and, Everything like that. I mean, it seems like he's a good guy, like I said, but it's about going that extra mile. I think Mitchell's willing. Mitchell's different. Mitchell is uh, one of a kind. I think Mitchell's going to be one of those players that you look at in 20 years, and he just did amazing things that, um, and changed the game, Just and he just continued to improve and get better every single year. Like Somebody like Steph Curry, maybe, um, you just see him, how much he's improved since he came in the league, and just how much he cares about winning, and how um, he's able to just take over a game and how he has that killer instinct. Um, that's something I think Mitchell has, and I think that's something that Mitchell can potentially turn into into the future is something comparable to Curry. Um, but he's going to need a good side piece to be there with him. Um, Gobert is not that because Gobert is not a scorer, and we need somebody else that can score. Conley was supposed to be that. He's not that. He hasn't been that. Um, so I think the only option for now is it's either Conley has to play better and get into that at least 20 points a game range. And he needs at least five assists a game is a minimum, I think, for Conley. It, it, he's your starting point guard. He can't really be getting any less than that. Um, because if you had Mitchell starting, he'd be getting more than that. If you had uh, Ingles starting at point guard, he'd be getting more than that. Um, so I think that's a standard that Conley should be held up to. And that's not even uh, a very impressive number of five assists per game. That's just that's average for starting point guards in the NBA. It should really be around eight or nine or ten um, if he's having a really good year. Um, but five is something that's really low standards, I feel like. And, and uh, he hasn't really been able to even accomplish that to this point this year. Um, so I think that's why you've got to kind of look into – trading Conley and just getting younger and just look around developing players around Mitchell and uh, just getting people that can be good with Mitchell um, I don't know who that could be I don't know who would want Conley who could use Conley um, but there's there's teams out there that could use him and that could uh, take him like a team in, in mind is the Magic maybe Aaron Gordon maybe uh, I don't know Evan Fournier probably not Evan Fournier but uh, somebody along those lines, just a young shooter type of player that you can develop, that continue, can continue to learn and get better and just continue to grow next to Mitchell, um, develop a relationship with Mitchell, become friends on and off the court. Um, I think that's ultimately what's going to allow the Jazz to be a championship team in the future. Um, so until they figure that out, I don't... Uh, really see them going too far um it's just all about conley though like i said it's it's in conley's hands basically he's he's the leader he's the one in charge of this team right now he's the one that's making the most money he's the one that's going to he's gonna basically put us on his back and he will go as far as he takes us um if he wants to go 25 points a game in the playoffs and show that he really wants it he really deserves it you know that he really he really is that type of player 
um, then that's up to him. And I would love to see it. Jazz fans would love to see it. We're all rooting for him. We all want to see him do good, but it just hasn't happened to this point. Um, we don't want to hate on him. We don't want to have to you know, say bad things, but um, his production has just been terrible this year. It hasn't been anywhere close to where we wanted it or where we expected it. We gave up a lot to get Conley. We gave up Crowder. We gave up Corder, Corver. We gave up Grayson Allen. And then we also gave up our first-round pick, which turned into Brandon Clark. So that's a lot right there. Um, if we had Crowder and Grayson and Corver and a rookie right now instead of Conley, then I think we'd be in a lot better hands. But that's just up to Conley, like I said. It's up to Conley. He gets to decide how far he wants to take us. He gets to decide how far the Utah Jazz go. It's up to Conley. We'll see what he does. Um, if he has that killer instinct, then now's the time to bring it out because we really need him. Um, I think the Jazz will be okay regardless if Conley plays that well or not. I think Jazz are still going to pull out a victory. Um, but it would just help to have Conley there. I mean, Mitchell can't do it all by himself. And if Conley's not going to contribute, then I would turn him into the sixth man and just throw him on the bench and then put Clarkson into that starting lineup because he's a 100 times more productive when he wants to be um, over Conley. So... If Conley doesn't start stepping it up and doing something, then he's going to have to move to that bench unit and he's going to have to start helping those guys um, and maybe help the bench unit become more productive um, possibly. But we'll see what happens. Um, so that's my prediction. I say the Jazz in seven games. Jazz beat the Nuggets. Then the Jazz go against the Clippers. I think the Jazz would probably lose against the Clippers in six games. Um, I think Paul George and Kawhi are just a little bit too much to handle right now. The Jazz don't have that second score that they need, whether it's a bogey, whether it's Conley stepping up and doing something, or whether it's Clarkson stepping up, whatever it is. They need another 20-point-per-game score, whoever it is, whether it's getting rid of Conley, getting rid of Gobert, getting rid of whoever that we need to get rid of so we can get another 20-point-per-game score. I know we had bogey at that spot getting 20 points per game earlier this year. Somebody has to replicate that production. Somebody has to lump that 20 points a game into their points per game, whether it's um, scattered out through different players or whether that just goes to one player like Conley, whether that goes to Clarkson or Ingles or whoever it might be. Somebody has to step it up. It can't just be Mitchell doing it all by himself. That's why we lost yesterday. It was all Mitchell. He scored 57 points, almost had a triple-double. Um, how much more can you ask of your third-year guard to do? Um, there's not much else you can ask from him. Uh, we need somebody else to help him, whether it's Clarkson, Conley, Ingles, Gobert. Somebody's got to score 20 points every single game. Every single game. Every single game. we got to get another 20-point-per-game score, and I think that will allow us to move on to the next round to face the Clippers never know what will happen against the Clippers. You never know. There could be injuries. There could be COVID cases. There could be anything. You never know what will happen. So I think we'll take care of the Nuggets. We'll move on to the Clippers. And then once we get to that point, check out my next podcast. I'll be dropping another one. Once we get to that point, I'm going to break down our whole series against the Clippers. Um, why I think we may or may not win or lose. What I think is going to happen. What I 
feel and uh, just how I view this series in my own perspective. So appreciate you guys listening. I hope that you keep listening. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. My page is Utah Jazz Mountain or it's under Global Hoopers. I have two pages. So feel free to add me and hit me up on either one of those. Um, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Peace out.